Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, one of many leagues accounts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined by my co-host, Devin Rambo. Devin, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Devin. Thanks. Appreciate that, dude. Oh, my God. This league... This league is my crown glory. This is the jewel of all my achievements in life. I had such a fucking blast watching that Tuesday night game. It was so exciting, and I can't wait to get into it. The playoffs are here. We have big things coming down the pipe, giant things. As you may have heard, our owner GM of Trust the Process, Drew McLaughlin, he ended up being our three seed, meaning he can pick his first round opponent between the four, five, and six, and he has made that selection. The name and the decision has come across the desk here at Scoop FM Studios, and we will be debuting that selection live at the end of the podcast. So you're going to have to listen to the whole dang thing to hear it. Um, but before we begin, we got to get into that. We got to get into the matchups to the final standings. Ooh, there's so much to get into. It's 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 very it's truly 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 quite a juicy show but i want to tell you one thing you know vinyl is back just like baseball cards are back everything's back these days if it's not back now it'll be back soon anyways my parents have a bunch of vinyls and they said you know son go look through these and tell us is there anything is there anything rare in here is it all just meat and potatoes or is there something rare you know is there any roy donker tiny boop squig shorterly any anything that would jump off the page to you so i looked and i found this record it was by an old kind of funk soul group in the 70s and i just loved it so dang much I said to myself, I gotta play this on the podcast. I can't keep this gem to myself. So we're gonna debut that now. Devin, you have that, you have that queued up? Okay, let's play that right now. Let me tell you about my guy AG Drafted top of round three by the WFT So good they sent AP to the Big D Coach Riverboat Rhymes, new CMC Clyde JK, you can keep your JT Cause I got my guy here and he runs a 4-3 He used to play receiver down in Memphis, Tennessee Now he's carrying the rock for a Bortle Bay D Antonio Yeah, I just thought that was outstanding, maybe some of our best work. And, you know, for a year that was just plagued by injuries, and if I even made it to the playoffs, it was going to continue for me because of Antonio Gibson's turf toe. It was just nice to know that I got him. He was really the bright spot of my year. I wanted to honor him. I wanted to thank him for everything he's done for me and uh, will continue to do for me in the future. 
So I hope you enjoyed that. Now, we don't have any waivers to get to because of Tuesday night football. We're going to be delayed there. Uh, We'll get to those next week and no trades. So let's get right into the matchups. The last week went over what everybody needed. A lot of those guys that were at 6-6 and basically needed wins to secure themselves. So let's see how they did. First, let's go to the the easiest one, Bob, who is at 6-6. and He faced me. Yes, I committed another tank job. Bob ended up winning 138.9 to 34.4. But if you look on my bench even, I mean, even if I played my perfect lineup, I was still like barely cracking 100. So it doesn't really matter uh, for Bob. It was a dub regardless of what I did. Um, the funny thing, though, was when I tried to put in a shit lineup and then Quintess Seafisk <laughs> at 63 yards and a touchdown. Whoopsie. Um, our next one that was interesting was... Dave and Nate. Dave ended up prevailing 122.4 to 120.2. Nate had a big week from Baker Mayfield. I know Browns fans gotta love that one. And a nice day from Cole Beasley, Melvin Gordon, Cam Newton even. And poor goddamn Nate, Arizona's defense scoring negative three. Why would you play Arizona's defense? They fucking stink. They stink. If he doesn't play those, he wins. Also, T.Y. Hilton, Eight for 110 and a touchdown on his bench. Daryl Henderson, 49 yards and a touchdown on his bench. More than that, 49 yards rushing, 25 receiving for Mr. Henderson. Okay there. Um, He also had Matt... Oh, no, sorry. Cam... Well, Matt Stafford could have got him a little more points than Cam. Not a big deal. Tim Patrick... Uh, the alpha receiver for the Denver Broncos over Jerry Judy. Four for 44 and two touchdowns. Jamison Crowder with 47 and two touchdowns. LaVisca with three for 38 and a touchdown. All this. And he played fucking Gurley, who got 16 yards. Raheem Mostert. Fucking Eric Ebron. Well, I guess he had to play somebody. But he flexed Judy. The point is, Nate could have had like 160 and flat out destroyed Dave. But luckily for Dave, he did not play his best lineup. Russell Wilson had a terrible game, and so did Ben, (laughs) both the guys getting toppled to the NFC East. Uh, I told people Washington is playing tougher. They're playing a lot better. They had a young defense, a lot of parts, and typically those kind of teams, it takes a while for them to get cooking. Same with the Giants. It's actually kind of interesting who's going to win that division. Both of them are are damn close. Um, We talked about the problems with Camara and Jacobs. Jacobs didn't even play. And Cook, I mean, they had good games, but not the dominant games you were expecting. Um, yeah, and that's about it. So he ended up winning by 2.2, and it was hilarious. He texted us and said, should I put in Greg Zerline? He said, I don't, I don't, I'm just afraid he's going to go negative, but I'm afraid there might be a stat change because he was only leading by 0.2 points at that time. And I said to him, Dave, Greg the Leg's never gone negative in his career. You gotta, you gotta put him out there. Well, he ends up missing three field goals in a row and nearly lost this for, uh, for, for Dave, but he came through in the end. So Dave was safe, but one of our other six and six teams was not. Trust the process. Drew took down Devin handily, 137.9 to 115.5. Taysom Hill has been carrying him through these playoffs. Derek Carr having a big game against the Jets. Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas showed out a little, just a little bit, not too much. Um, And basically, yeah, that was all he needed. On Devin's side, Miles Sanders is just looking pathetic. Uh, Eckler, the Chargers, you just wish you could take that whole game back. Um, Metcalf was getting fed, but it just wasn't the right game for it. And Clyde, the surprise inactive. I got to tell you a side story. 
in the other league, Rockies league that I'm in, I started 0-5. I won seven straight, and it was a win and in scenario. I just needed to beat stupid fucking Vince. I just had to beat him one time, and he plays a shit lineup. I start off hot. 20 points from Jonathan Taylor, 40 points from uh, Mr. Darren Waller. I'm like, I'm going to fucking destroy this guy. And I'm thinking, huh, should I play Lamar over Herbert? I didn't like Herbert. I was pounding the Pats plus one and minus one and a half hard. I knew they were going to dominate them. And I was like, oh, Herbert's going to throw a bunch of picks. He didn't have a bad game. And then I was like, uh, Lamar's questionable. He's in my IR. They say he's going to play, but I have to drop somebody. Yeah, I'll just roll with Herbert. I got a big lead. Okay, dud. And I'm like, all right, this, this is fine. It's coming down to the wire. I ha- we're, we're about tied up. He's got only Deontay Johnson. I have the Buffalo kicker, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and Chase Claypool, and I still fucking lost. CEH isn't even out for a snap. Fucking Andy Reid. Any single person I could have put in on my bench gives me the win. I only lost by two points. Uh, fucking Claypool only played less than half of snaps? And they're throwing passes to Anthony McFarlane and a fucking O-lineman on the goal line? What are you doing? Terry McLaurin wasn't even involved. It's fucking Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, McKissick every play. And McKissick is just shredding Pittsburgh. And I'm like, oh, oh, Gibson, Gibson. Turf toe. First fucking play. One rush for 13 yards. I just needed like, it's a half, it's a half PPR league too. I just needed like one catch for 10 and I win. And then fucking Buffalo, I'm within two points by the end of this. And Buffalo on fourth and goal, they fucking go for it. And they did not get it. Those fucking cocksuckers. They kicked the field goal. I win. I couldn't believe it. My worst loss of all time. But somebody in this uh, very league had a worse loss. We'll get to that. Anyways, that was rough for Devin not having Clyde. Thank you for um, listening to my little diatribe there. Um, On Devin's side, he basically had no way to win this. I mean, this this was just a... a handsome win by Drew, confidently securing the three seed. Um, Nick beat Eric. We don't need to get too much into that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it was it was 185.8 to 64.3. Um, that's about all that is really relevant. Now for the big fucking match, the one that had everybody on the edge of their seats last night, Matt versus Bill. Bill was a win-and-in type scenario with Devin's loss, and he couldn't hold on Matt won 138.4 to 138.2 by just just three yards anybody anybody could have had three more yards we could go back and say find probably a play where David Montgomery someone called holding and that if if not that gives Bill a win ah cruel fate Josh Allen had a giant game for Matt Chris Carson's back baby Wayne Gallman is still looking very solid Travis Kelsey I mean, that stinks, kind of vultured, um, scored scored more than Patrick Mahomes um, and outscored Tyreek. I mean, just a, just a rough thing all around. Even though Kyler Murray didn't have a great game, um, you know, it came down for Bill. He started Benny Snell. That, that was a big mistake. Tyreek Hill, a touchdown that nobody sees, and Andy Reid called it, I've never seen some a receiver not know that he scored a touchdown because they're always like, I scored, I scored. He didn't even know. And then the backflip when there was holding, and oh my gosh, 
That was painful, painful, painful. And J.K. Dobbins getting a touchdown just to make Bill think he could do it, but he needed three more yards, three more measly yards. How many times did they give Justice Hill a meaningless carry? Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, just give Dobbins three more yards, and Bill's there. Bill was supposed to be there. If he didn't play a head coach, a Seattle head coach, Seattle lost to the Giants, he wins. He wins right there. If he played Tyler Boyd over basically um, 95% of his roster, he wins. I mean, here's a crazy thing, too. So for the past three weeks, he's held on to the Colts and the Pats defense. Two good defense in the AFC. Let's make a little probability thing. Like, if we know for a fact that Bill will win with one of the two defenses and lose with the other. It's a 50-50 probability. It's random. He can't. He doesn't know who will give him the win, but whoever he picks, uh, either one is going to win him the league, the game, one is going to lose him the game. That's the exact scenario he found himself in for the past three weeks. And the fact that he chose wrong three weeks in a row, that's one in eight, right? Two to the power of three, two, four, eight. Yeah, that's one in eight chances of him doing that of not winning one of those games one over three weeks, picking the right defense just fucking once would have gotten him into the playoffs. But instead, he's on the outside looking in. And with that, let's get to our standings and let's talk about those playoff matches. So Nick retains his first place. He's at 9-4 and four with the most points in the league. Um, Matt is in the second place still leading the cuck division at nine and four, uh, with the fifth most points in the league. They had both clinched buys. The question was, could Matt have jumped Nick for the one seed? Well, only if Nick lost, but Nick was playing Eric and he ended up winning handily. Drew retains the three seed. He's at eight and five with the seventh most points scored in the league. Had a couple very nice dubs to end the year. I think he went 3-0 since we last spoke to him. Bob, 7-6. I think he also went 3-0 since we crossed him off. Uh, He's up two slots, fourth most points score in the league. He's roaring, ready for these playoffs. But um, because Devin lost as well, well, because Bill lost, really, um, and I have so few points at this point, he could have lost and still been in, actually. And same for Dave, who's in fifth place. He could have lost and still been in. He's got the sixth most points in the league. Devin is in sixth place. He's at six and seven, down two slots with that loss. Um, He's got the third most points scored in the league. I am the first man looking out at six and seven in seventh place. I have the ninth most points scored in the league um, because I just haven't been playing good lineups. And then Bill, Nate, and Nick all in their same spots, all with their same wins as last week, except one extra loss between the three of them. All four of us lost, um, and we're all losers. Just so you know, if you were curious, hey, how would things shake out if we instituted a half-point system throughout the entire year? Well, Nick and Devin Devin are our only two teams to crest 10 half-point top wins. Now, I had six. I probably could have had a few more if I had set some better lineups down the stretch. But regardless, um, without me really setting good lineups, our top six would have been Nick, Matt, Drew, Devin, Bob, and Dave. So the same crew... Only Devin would uh, would leapfrog a bit. Bob and Dave would jump down, so not a big deal. Anyways, well, oh, I would preview these playoff matchups, but it doesn't appear that I know who is playing because we instituted a new rule this year where the third seed gets to pick their first playoff matchup. So what, Devin, what's that? We have a surprise mystery caller calling in live to Scoop FM. Why don't you go ahead, put that caller on the line, and let's see what he's got to say. 
Hello, Shadonese League members. This is GM owner Drew McLaughlin from Trust the Process. Or as you guys know me, a bottom feeder. Or the scum of this league. Or my personal favorite, the gum that we rip off the bottom of our shoes. Yes, me. Getting to pick who I want to play in this year's playoffs. I've had some memorable moments this year. Let's take a trip down memory lane and see some of those moments. Starting off with sweeping Eric or sweeping Devin or one of my favorites, putting a 200 piece up on Bob. But we can't deny the fact that ending those season on a five game winning streak isn't on the top of my list. And it puts me where I want to be today in the third spot. Now I gotta decide who I'm gonna pick to play. I have some good some good options. Dave, Bob, Devin. All good teams. All made some good moves this year. And really, I'll have a good shot this year. So I gotta pick pick precisely who I wanna play. And then coming down to it, and this year, I'm gonna pick Goff and Acres LLC. Bob Ballone. See you in the playoffs, Bob. See you, Shadonis League members, and always trust the process. Wow. Powerful stuff. A proud and boastful man, but he's earned that right. I, I don't know those earlier comments about scum of the league, bottom of the shoe. I don't know where he heard that. Certainly not on my program. We don't denigrate anybody here because we've told you time and time again, our first year, our top two picks you know, there were me and Matt the second year playing in a championship. Last year, our top two picks, Nick and Drew, one is one, they're at the top of their own division. One is the one seed, one's the three seed. I mean, this can happen every year. We told you time after time after time. But now we know who he's got, and he's choosing Bob. So I'm going to have to get into that little ESPN app, switch around the matchups, and let me just remind you of how these matchups, these playoffs are going to go because we do a little funky system. So let's let's first look at the top of the league. Well, obviously, Matt and Nick leading their divisions will get a bye. They don't have to play anybody this week. Drew, as the three seed, exercised his right. He picked the four seed, Bob, to play. Now, might be a good move. I probably am a little more afraid of a Rodgers-Deshaun combo and a combo featuring Russell Wilson than um, Goff and whoever... Bob's quarterback too is, but past couple weeks, Bob has been outscoring Dave and Devin. Um, he's got the fourth most points scored in the league, so it's a risky proposition. Um, but we'll see how that goes, and it'll be exciting because I believe that Goff plays Thursday night against the Patriots. Who we're gonna get off to a spicy start. So those two will play, and then Dave and Devin will play. Now the winner of those two matchups, the lowest seed, will play Nick. And the highest seed will play Matt. Well, we actually already know the winner of, because Bob and Drew are the three and the four seed, the winner of that is going to play Matt. The winner of Dave and Devin, who are the five and six seed, will play Nick. So Nick and Matt can already look ahead and know who they're going to play. Okay, so if we look out, if we look what will happen to our losers, our fair losers, well, the two losers will then play each other the following week which will be the semifinals of the, the, the continuing playoffs. They will play each other one week only, 
for the right to the fifth overall pick, the highest available to a playoff team. The loser in that matchup will get the sixth pick. Okay, now if we go down to the ship playoffs, the guys that didn't make it, um, Bill and I are the seven and eight seed. We will be playing for two cumulative weeks for the right to three overall. The loser over two cumulative weeks will get four overall. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll take, we'll play one week. I will the next week adjust the scores, adding in if we scored 120 and 130, that's what we're going to start off with. And then we'll go from there. Uh, see what, and, and then Eric and Nate will do the exact same thing for the one and the two seed. So if we look at these matchups, kind of a couple interesting highlights I want you to think about. So for me and Bill, it's a little more important to me because I have my own first. I'm one of three teams that still has their own first next year, Matt, Eric, and myself. Um, let me see. Um, okay. So, but Bill does have his own second. Okay. So that's, so he has something to play for. Although, you know, we're talking about the difference between 13 and 14, maybe not as important as three versus four. Um, anyways, uh, so Bill is giving his first round pick to Eric. Um, okay. Yeah. So Nate and Eric, Eric has his first, Nate doesn't have his first. He's got his third. So a little more important for Eric there. And the Dave and Devin, that's a great matchup that we all want to see. But Drew, there's a sneaky other reason why he did this. I can tell. Drew has both of his seconds. Okay, so, or sorry, he has both of their seconds, I mean. So theoretically, if he picked Dave or Devin, well, both of them could have advanced to the semi-championship. And then they would be playing Nick and Matt, and both of them could meet in the championship. So those two seconds that he owns of theirs would be 19 and 20 at worst. Well, now that he's pit them against each other, he's guaranteed that one of them is going to get 15 or 16, right? So it's a, it's a prisoner's dilemma, really, because he could have picked one of them, beat them, and hoped that the other would lose their matchup as well. Then he'd automatically be secured in getting 15 and 16, but he also would have opened the doors that that could end up being 19 and 20. So instead, he kind of splits down the middle. Now they're going to have to play each other. He's guaranteeing one will be 15 and six or 16, and one could get as high as 20. So it's kind of an interesting prisoner's dilemma there. Now, the best thing for me would be if Devin and Drew were to lose, because I have Drew's first-round pick, so then that would be five or six. And because Eric is fighting for the one seed and Bill is fighting for the three seed, and Bill is, Bill is one of Eric's first-round picks, Devin is also... Eric's one of Eric's first round picks and I get his third highest so if Devin and Drew both lose I would get their first round picks no matter what no matter what happened there I'd get both of them I'd scoop them up and I'd eat them and that would be great for me so that's what I'm rooting for I don't know what you're rooting for there's a lot of moving pieces so what you need could be entirely different from what I need I'm thinking for Bob his best move would be Dave to lose because he has Dave's first round pick so he's probably hoping for a victory for himself and a victory for Devin anyways that's all we have. We're looking forward to the playoffs. They're back. That's always exciting. But before you go, we have one message to send you off and wish you luck. Another year of Shad Dynasty League draws to an end. The playoffs loom like dark clouds in a frozen sky. Six men will enter this tournament of destiny. Yet only one will prevail. 
Only one will seize ultimate glory and have his names committed to the halls of victory. The others will fail. They will be stripped of all honor. And in death, they will be forgotten. The battles are set. Two of our champions can rest, while the others engage in a fight to the death. Our highest ranked warrior has chosen his opponent. We shall see if he chose correct. We will see two men die, and we will watch their hopes and dreams shatter and scatter across the land. I bid you all luck, and may the strongest among you survive.